We've got the big storylines ahead of the 2018 Australian Open. Of course, in tennis on today's Splash, it's the 15th of January. Welcome back. Welcome to 2018, uh, a brand new year on the Splash podcast here at Fox Sports Australia. My name is Phil Pryor and kicking off the Splash calendar year uh, is Liam Fitzgibbon uh, of the editorial Fox Sports Australia team who's going to talk tennis with me. Welcome, Liam. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm very well. Feeling uh, rather refreshed. I was a couple of weeks off for the... For the splash and for myself. Um, did you get time off? How, I, did, how did that happen? Yeah, well, you know, um, I have, I've got plenty saved up still, actually. Okay, I'm, that's I'm, nice I'm, to know. I'm already thinking about my next. <laughs> Jeez. Some of us had to work through the uh, holiday period, mate, but, but the Australian summer of tennis, what a time to be alive it is. Yeah, exactly. It's always a, um, an awesome couple of weeks. The, the second half of January, of course, plenty of action down at Melbourne Park. And before the tournament really even kicked off we had plenty of uh of headlines coming out of melbourne um you know starting with bernard tomic uh who is the atomic bomb uh with his mouth um not so much on the court anymore though no it seems that way and it's um it's always an entertaining story with with bernie but it's a bit of a sad story this time there's obviously a lot of interest in him uh, in qualifying, of course, he was told by officials he, he wasn't going to get a wild card. So, <laughs> first time in, in 10 years, I think, that he hasn't um, taken part in the tournament. So, yeah. gave the Collies a crack and he did pretty well in his um, his first two games and got beaten in a pretty tough tough game yesterday. But, of course, the headlines are all about the uh, his comments afterwards, which are a bit surprising and uh, not great to hear. He's talking about counting his millions and, and all this sort of thing. So, unsurprisingly... More backlash for Bernie, copying it from all sorts of places today. So uh, it's a strange one with Bernie, isn't it? I guess you just mm. never know where he's going to go next. Um, maybe the African jungle, we're told. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's possible. Uh, and we've got some other storylines to touch on as well, including Novak Djokovic and a meeting he had with the players. Um, who are going to be the big ticket items for this Australian Open and who are the, the Aussies um, involved? But... Quickly, Liam, staying with Bernard Tomic, I suppose the question that everyone would love answered right now is, what's his deal? What's going on? You know, we we heard all this um, uh, all this chat of him, you know, saying he's counting his millions. Um, what's what's the point? Like, what what's he trying to achieve? It's a really hard one to answer, and I guess with Bernard, it really genuinely is one of the mysterious stories. I guess a lot of other players. Uh, you see leaks and things break. Um, Bernie's not really into the media at all, so it's mm. very hard to get a gauge on what is actually going on in his life. Um, but yeah, based on what we have seen in the last six months, the the guy's pretty much lost interest in taking tennis seriously, so he's pretty happy with what he's achieved so far and the money that's come along with it. Um, so he's just happy to sort of keep turning up and winning a few matches here and there. As That's not going to continue, obviously, though. No, it's going to become harder and harder for him because obviously he loses the automatic entry into tournaments. Um, but I mean, he's obviously a good enough player to to play at the lower tier levels if that's if he's happy to do that. And you can definitely earn a decent earning doing that. Tennis Australia are clearly over it. You know, given that they didn't even give him a wild card into this tournament, they've said, 
Yeah, we're we're kind of over you, Bernie. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not. Wouldn't say they're over. I guess there are legitimate concerns for his welfare. There's a lot of people that feel maybe he's, you know, he's, he needs some sort of help. He's quite quite yeah. lost. He's only 25 years old, and yeah. you know, the blokes um obviously lacking a bit of direction at the moment. But yeah, in terms of giving them wild cards, and I think it's beyond that now. Bernie's got to got to do it himself if he's going to get back into a to position he was in. As far as the Bernard Tomic career is concerned, probably the only thing we can hope for now is some freakish uh, fairy tale comeback story as he starts to mature um, into his late twenties. Yeah, can, I don't know if you can see some sort of Leighton Hewitt style heroics. I, don't, I just don't know if we can. See Jennifer Capriati, or <laughs> something like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, hopefully Bernie does. Um, Bernie does find a way back. I, I, I'm not sure we're going to see it based on what we've seen so far, and especially the last six months, pretty worrying and. You know, yesterday he had an opportunity to to tell us that if if he had mm. any interest in it, but he seems to like to fuel the fire and criticism, and Lord knows what his next move will be, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, and we won't get too bogged down in round one matchups because uh, it's it obviously the tournament just keeps moving, and there is a chance that we're going to talk about a player that ends up getting bundled out in the first round yeah. before anyone's had a chance to even listen to this edition of the splash but uh, Nick Kyrgios is on uh, I believe High Sense Arena tonight um, and we already have one Australian uh, on the men's side of the draw uh, qualify for the second round in Matt Ebden who took out one of the big dogs of the tournament. Yeah Johnny Isner the big serving American who's always a, a hard player to beat and great the 16 win. seed. Yeah, um, and a great win for Matty Ebdon. He's sort of been around for a while. Um, a lot of Australian tennis fans would probably know his name, but um, he's dealt with a lot of injuries in the last little while, so this is a great win for him. He actually performed really well in Kuyong last week as well, mm. so excellent result um, on home soil, so we'll see what he can do later in the week. And yes, a few dramas in the women's draw already this morning. <laughs> there was talk that it was already the, the most open uh, grand, women's Grand Slam ever, and we've already had some big names go out, so Sloane Stevens, Venus Williams... Coco Vandeweghe, all American, all semi-finalists at the last Grand Slam at the US Open, all gone this morning. So wow. that just blows it even further open, and it's it's literally a, a lottery pick at the moment if you're trying to pick a winner. Yeah. So uh, from what I heard, uh, the first time since 1996 that one of the Williams sisters won't be competing in the second round of the Australian That's Open. That's crazy, isn't it? End of an era. Re- yeah, it's ridiculous. And Sloane Stevens, who. Uh, obviously took out uh, last year's US Open title. It's just been um, an absolute slippery slide since then. Uh, what has happened to the American? That's another puzzling one. She's she's now lost eight straight matches since that, has not won a game since winning the US Open. And she's repeatedly sort of asked about it in press conferences and her response is, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think there's anything major wrong. She's confident that it's just a kind of slump that can happen, I guess, after these sort of things. And She's confident she'll be she'll be bouncing back and doesn't seem too panicked, but it is pretty remarkable to think you can win a Grand Slam and then not not win a single match for mm. the next four or five months. So, yeah, that's a big mystery, that one. It's crazy. Um, look, we could flick onto one of the betting websites and fa- find out who uh, who's, you know, right in the hunt to take out uh, the women's draw, but um, who are the, some of the... the uh, the big dogs um, that you're keeping a close eye on to go very deep in this Australian Open? Uh, yeah, in the women's, it's so hard to pick. I think, I think you know, top seed naturally, Simona Halep is not going to get a better shot uh, than this to probably open her major account. Um, beyond that, I mean, you can go 
deep into those betting markets and probably find 15 to 20 good chances. You'd like to think our own Ash Barty is going to have a great chance. She's mm. got a pretty good draw, so hopefully can see her going deep. I've got a gut feeling about Maria Sharapova. I know wouldn't necessarily be the most popular victory <laughs> given recent history, but I just think uh, she's slowly working her way back to her best. Um, she's got the class. We know she can get it done. So if the draw opens up a bit for her and she gets on a roll, I think she'll be hard to beat. You're a tennis fan. Is this the most open you've seen a women's draw in a long time based on the knowledge that we already know Venus Williams and Sloane Stephens are out as well and no Serena Williams? Yeah, definitely. And that last point there, no Serena Williams, uh, sort of anything can happen. I think one of the players today uh, had a quote almost directly along those lines that uh, she was been so dominant for so long and, and no one has really stepped up in the last year to sort of take on that number one ranking. I think we had three or four number ones last year, so... It has been open and no, none more so than this week. It's just it's literally lottery and you could, you could say just about anyone would win and it, and it won't shock you uh, the mm. way the draw's panning out. Yeah, okay. And uh, on the men's side, Novak Djokovic, he's down at the 14 seed following an injury-ravaged year last year, but, uh, but he's also making headlines um, before he's hit a ball as well at this Australian Open because um, I'd love you uh, to elaborate him uh, involved in an annual players meeting where uh, he basically just pulled all the players into the room privately and wanted to discuss uh, uh, pa- uh, prize money rises, um, essentially. Uh, what can you tell us about this story? Yeah, so these are all uh, are all reports at the moment, not confirmed. But yeah, the suggestion is um, during the annual players meeting, which, is, which happens every year in Melbourne, they, the players get together on the eve of the tournament to talk about... Uh, all sorts of issues. Um, Novak's, yeah, apparently asked anyone who's not a player to leave the room and and got the players together and, and sort of made a push for a, an increase in, in prize money. Um, and according to the reports, it was sort of well, a bit of a mixed reaction. Uh, apparently, um, Roger Federer was one of the ones that opposed it. Um, obviously, you know, it's not uh, an unhealthy state at the moment with the, with the prize money. I think the Australian Open's got a $55 million prize pool. So... I guess that will sort of split opinion on whether there's an element of greed there to Novak trying to push for more or whether the players you know, deserve that given the, the income they can generate. But yeah, it's a funny one. He was asked about it today, I think, after practice at the Australian Open and wouldn't comment. So yeah, it's a funny one. It's a bit of a watch this space, I think, that one. But um, yeah, Novak throwing his weight around a little bit. It's sort of come back with a bang after uh, we haven't seen him on tour for six months or so. A question without notice. What's the men's... Um winner prize money up to these days oh, that's a good question i think four four million four point five i'll have to check that so it's in the fours can we get our producers to check that yeah yeah sure <laughs> we'll get on to that uh <laughs> and uh and and one of the guys that's probably right in the hunt you would think is rafael nadal who comes into this year's tournament as the favorite as the number one seed um are there any uh, potential uh, tough matchups along the way that could uh, slip up Rafa before he reaches sort of that quarter semi range. Uh yeah, potentially. Uh, th- there's a big mystery about Rafa's fitness as well. He's had um, had a few issues, like a lot of players, heading into this. I, I would think he'd be pretty untroubled until um, the semi-finals. I've got him penciled in for a matchup with either Nick Kyrgios or Grigor Dimitrov, who's also yep. in his. Uh, in his section of the draw there. So uh, based on a little bit we've seen of Rafa early on this summer, I, th- I can't see him um, slipping up. 
But uh, yeah, definitely with the amount of sort of injury concerns we've had around the draw, I think there's a potential for some big upsets in this one. And you've got a guy like Novak flo- floating around uh, dangerously in the draw, seated 14th, I think. Yeah, so um, yeah. I think second round, potentially we could see Djokovic versus Gael Monfils, which would be a hell of a match. You wouldn't yeah. normally see that quality in the second round. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Nick... Kyrgios doesn't have the easiest draw either. He's got some big names um, reasonably early in the tournament if he is able to get through this round one matchup. Yeah, so I think possibly running into Joe Wilfried Songer in the third round, mm. uh, Grigor Dimitrov in the in the fourth round, which is not easy. But then again, Nick at his best. I think they're both matches that he could win. So the key, as always, for Nick is can he string it together, keep his game mentally um, together and physically there's been some concerns earlier in the summer with his knee as well so we still don't know that he can go back to back in five set tennis but I think Mm -hmm. if he can if he can stay healthy and more importantly stay fresh in the mind not let the little things get to him like we've seen in the past I'm tipping we could see his best grand slam yet what else are you really hoping to see unfold in this next fortnight um, on either side of the draw so call me greedy, but I think a Federer Nadal final again. I would love to see that. I know we were treated to that last year, um, but it's set up for again one and two seeds. I mean, they arguably are the two best players. Well, right rankings now. would suggest that they are yeah. right now. So it yeah. would be a uh, fitting final, and I think any chance we get to see these two go at it again while we can mm. would be great. Um, apart from that, I would like to see Novak do well. He's you know six months out of the game, and I think the game has missed him. And, um, Perhaps with Federer's heroics last year, we forgot a little bit how how good Djokovic is. Someone was talking, you know, the goat talk was surrounding him for a little while there. So, I would love to see him bounce back strongly, but it's a tough ass six months out. He's had some pretty serious elbow injuries, so mm. uh, we'll see how it goes. Interest in the uh, the one day international series that's going on around Australia as well seems to be uh, waning. England took the first one last night, so. It could mean we all uh, keep an even closer eye on the Australian Open over the next fortnight. And, of course, uh, all of the details will be on the Fox Sports website, all the updates uh, and live coverage as well, um, which Liam Fitzgibbon will be across for the next two weeks. And, Liam, thanks for joining the Splash. Thanks, Phil. And that'll do us on this Monday. Uh, Welcome back subscribers of the splash out there tell your friends uh, let's make this thing even bigger and better in 2018 and until next time that's a wrap